Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that meet at your faith. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host and president of Crossroads Farm, Doug Rutledge. So um, let's get started. What I'm going to have you do is just tell us your name, your grade, and the school that you most recently attended. So we'll start with Jacob, and then the rest of you just jump in. So All right. Uh, my name is Jacob Valentine. I'm a junior, and I go to Hanover Horton. My name is Carly Kira. I'm a sophomore, and I go to Hanover Horton. My name is Kara Hughes, and I'm in 12th grade and go to Pittsburgh. My name is Kimball Hughes, and I'm a senior at Pittsburgh. All right. Well, thank you guys uh, for being in here. Um, this is only my second podcast. Kimball, you were on my last one, weren't you? When I did yeah, one at the shed, I think so. Yeah. Kara, were you in that one, too? No, I wasn't. Okay. Well, I remember Kimball was there because he told me it was the worst job he'd ever seen done on the podcast. I was like, sure. <laughs> All right. Well, he didn't really say that. I'm just giving him a hard time. Um, I, I thought Doug said something really interesting tonight, and it was something that he and I had talked about last week, and I loved how he said it. But here's our first question tonight. Have you ever had that thought, like Doug talked about early on, like, I know I do bad things, but I'm not as bad as that person. Have you ever had that right. thought? And where do you think that comes from? Well, sure. I, I mean, like, I've, I know I've had times like that. I just, I don't, I'm just drawing blanks on, like, times that I have thought that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think that is when, like, my mom yells at me when I have a dirty room. I'm like, you should go see my sister's room. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, she'll clean my room because it's, like, the right thing to do. But, like... Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> oh, go ahead, Jacob. Oh, I said, I said, there you go. That's one example. Yeah. It does seem to come out of comparison, doesn't it? Like, we know we're guilty of something, but we know someone else is just as guilty or more guilty right? So I know one time I confronted one of our students about cheating and they said, well, I don't cheat nearly as much as this other kid at school. <laughs> like, who cares, right? You're cheating and that's the problem. But I think when we have that thought, it's because we're comparing ourselves to someone else and we're, we're comparing ourselves to the wrong standard, right? And I think part of the problem, one of the questions Doug has here, and, and I think this is a really strong, strong question is, we sometimes think of sin as kind of this line and it's kind of like, like we like to see how close we can get to the line without actually crossing it. Right. Mm -hmm. And if, if you were God, you know, we would, where would you like, God has put this line in like perfection, right? Like he's perfect. And he says the line is perfect. If you were God, where would you put that line? Right. Like God has said, you have to be perfect. But if, if you were God, if you got to make the decisions, where would you put that line? How would you determine your standard? Come on, Kara. I see the I see the wheels turning. How would you determine your standard of right and wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if I was if I was God, um, then I feel like even the little things, like they're still sin. So that is a uh, that's a radically different perspective than most of us have, isn't it? Like, be, be honest, like, what sins are we okay with? Like, what, what sins do we commit that we're kind of, we're usually okay with because they're not that bad, right? Like, what are some of those things? Speeding. Speeding, right. 
we all have our rationale for why we can go the speed limit a little over it, right? Good. What's another one? What are some things that we're just kind of okay with? Um, lies that are mixed in with the truth. <laughs> so like, like white lies. Yeah. A little white lie, right? That's not a big deal, is it? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Good. What are some other, what are some other sins we're okay with? Um, well, I mean, there's like cheating, but like <laughs> cheating and like, let's say, let's say you cheat a monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> all right anyone here ever cheated at like a board game or a card game because you really wanted to win like <laughs> oh absolutely i, I have a, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll rob the bank in a monopoly <laughs> it, it is it is kind of funny like those things that we just get comfortable with like it's okay because it's not that bad oh there you are hey carly how what did you say to that question about cheating at board games well, my sister, and when we talk about Monopoly, my sister is always in the bank, so I'm not allowed to cheat. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but you would be good. Is that what you're but saying? I would if she didn't guard the bank. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm always banker. I make sure I'm banker. <laughs> it's always slipping it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, when we think about these things that kind of become permissible, um, how do you think your friends influence your your thoughts on what's right and wrong, your thoughts of what's a sin or what isn't, your thoughts of what's crossing the line or what's not? How do you think your friends influence that? Well, I would say, like, your friends, when you're close to them, like, their actions, like, sometimes you would follow them. And if their actions, like, aren't, like, very well, then you would think that, oh, those aren't very, like, big sins but even if it's still the little things like Kara said like his line is still there so you still have to like even do good stuff even if your friend's actions aren't like that yeah that's good do you guys think the phrase you are who you hang with do you think that's true or why or why not like if you think well, it's true why do you think it's true if you don't think it's true well, why not in some cases i mean like with people like you mean you mean like people that are followers no, I'm saying you, the, just the phrase in general, you are who you hang with. So you, you are going to be very much like your friends and your friends are going to be very much like you. Like you, you kind of are who you hang with. Do you think that's true? Why or why not? I think so, because I mean, if they're, if they're your friends then you must share like uh, common interests, which, you know, so then, like, then you kind of just kind of do the same thing. So, so, so I mean, yes. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely agree with Jacob on this one where it's, um, I think it's very much that way where it's kind of like uh, similar interests lead to like similar actions. So kind of when you get that group together and um, you become uh, better friends, then a lot of times uh, you'll start to see similarities in the things you do. Yeah. <clears throat> What, what do you think, uh, I want to hear from you ladies on this one. How do you think that should influence like how we, like who our friends are, you know, like if, if we become like our friends a little bit, or, or if we all kind of move the same direction, how should that influence like who our friends are, who we choose to be friends with? Like, what do you ladies think about that? I would just like, it's kind of like, I'm thinking like kind of more like your reputation, like not like their actions and stuff. Stuff, but like you want to hang out with good people and like you want to be friends with good people because like 
I don't want to hang around with bad people and like I would want to be friends with people who are like more friendly and do good things like that's just like who I would pick to hang out with other than uh, people who don't have good actions. I definitely think like what Carly said you want to have a good reputation so you want to hang out with at least for me (laughs) I want to hang out with people who do good things and like not like represent me but like would show what I would want to do and like who I want to be yeah you know it's really interesting I I, uh, was one time with a a coach and a a life coach and he was telling me goes find someone that you admire and want to be like and ask them say hey will, will you help me will you be a friend and help me And over the years, I've been amazed at the number of people I've reached out to that I've said, hey, help me, who have said, I would love to. And uh, some of those have become dear friends of mine because basically I just said, hey, will you be my friend? (laughs) And they like, yeah, okay. And it's incredible when you pursue people you want to be like because you see them live how you want to live. It has a profound impact. And I think that's a huge thing. Have, have any of you ever sought out a friend? Have any of you ever, like, do you have a friend that you you intentionally sought after? It didn't just happen, but you're like, man, I want to know that guy, or I want to know that girl, and you made an effort to go do that. Has that happened to any of you? Yeah. Never, like, a new kid, like, a girl or a guy that, like, moves into our school, like, comes in or get him, and it's like, hey, come sit with me at lunch, and then there was, like, this new girl, and I was like, hey, come sit with us, and then she just we just became friends, so I was like, you're going to be my friend if you move here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Jacob, were you going to well, say something about that? Well, I, I like, sometimes, like at, like, at school, I'll find someone that, like, doesn't like to talk that much or is just kind of, like, an introvert, and um, they're very, really, like, antisocial, and I'm just like, like, I wonder what's going on in their head. So then I just kind of, like, talk to them a little and try to see if I can't get them to have a conversation and stuff. So yeah, I try to get to know them a little. Yeah, nice. So, you know, tonight we're talking about uh, the condition of sin that we all live with and none of us are exempt from it. And and we're kind of recognizing it. Some of it even comes, you know, we hang with the wrong people and, and it becomes more evident in our life. But God jumps in to do something about it. Why do you think it's so hard for people to receive God's grace? Like, why do you think it's hard that God's offered us this amazing gift and, and people don't want it? You know, just like Doug said, if someone offered you the cure to COVID, you would probably take it like that and go, okay, let's get back to hanging out. But why with God's gift of salvation, why do you think it's so hard for people to accept? I think for a lot of people, it's like they think that because they've done wrong, that like God's not going to accept them. Well, another thing is maybe oh, they just, they find it hard to believe in it, I think. Yeah, that's good. I, I wonder sometimes if people feel like, would would someone truly innocent die for someone truly guilty? Like, that's kind of hard to imagine. Mm-hmm. Carly, were you about to say something before I rudely interrupted you? I was just saying that, like, if they're new to getting to know Christ, and everyone tells them, like, oh, God picks your path, he, like, is pushing you to this thing and they're like oh if I've already done bad things why would he want me to go back like it, I feel like it's just hard for some people to like grasp that I would also say for a lot of people it's hard to admit that you're wrong like I think that's just how we are like every how everyone is 
and uh, to kind of face up to that and realize that, um, you know, the mistakes you made were mistakes and that uh, there's no way we can uh, be saved without Jesus. Is, um, some people just don't want to face up to it. Yeah, that's good. Did anyone here admit that it's hard to admit when you're wrong? Anybody here going to own that? I'll own that. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, we, we have a sin problem. God has come in to solve this, and, it's, and people have a hard time accepting it. Uh, what's one way that you could share a story with, with one of your peers, that, that you could share this story of God's love? What's one way you could do that? Um, I would say a big thing is just letting them know. Um, I think it means a lot more than what we think about when we tell somebody that we're thinking about them that uh, – we believe in a God that's thinking about them. And a lot of times I think that slips our mind how important that is, but um, I think that can make a really big impact. Yeah, that, that's really good. Just that whole thing of like, sometimes people just don't even know. No one's ever told them to even get the conversation started. Good. Someone else, what, what's one way you could make sure, you know, that you can tell a friend that God loves them and, and there's this beautiful story of redemption for them, for everyone? How, how could you tell someone? Just a simple way to do it. Like, to, like it, I feel like it's scary sometimes to just, like, throw it all at them at one time. You have to, like, slowly get it to them and, like, bring them to church, like, one time. And then, like, a week later, be like, oh, how was that? Like, you have to slowly bring it into them. Because, like, if they're new to it, it can be scary to, like, have that yeah. whole concept come in. And then, yeah. So I visited a church when I was in college. And the first time you, you go to the church, it's kind of scary. They, uh, you're sitting there, and all of a sudden, they, this lady gets up, and she does announcements. And then she says, if you're new, stand up. And so I stood up. And she says, what's your name? And, you know, she asked for any prayer requests. And then she says in front of the whole church, Brother Joe, are there any sins in your life that you want us to pray about? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> like all of a sudden it hit me. And I was like, man, can like, what a, what a great statement in front of the whole church, right? And, and I was a college kid going to Bible school, and I was just like, yeah, you know, I don't, I, I struggle with pride sometimes. I, you know, I think I'm smarter than I am. And so she offered to pray for me. I sat down. The guy behind me stood up. She goes, brother, are there any sins in your life? And he says, yeah, I'm an alcoholic. And uh, he broke down and cried. Somebody came and prayed with him. And I'm like, someone just asked, right? And, and I think sometimes it's just as simple as asking a, a question. And we can get into that conversation. But I love what you guys said. It's, it, it can be overwhelming. Carly, you're right. It can be overwhelming the first time you hear the gospel. Or, you know, Kimball, maybe someone just hasn't even heard the gospel. And they just need to be told. But uh, I, I appreciate you guys taking the time to stick around tonight. Anything else you want to add to this conversation about standards or uh, evangel you know, telling our friends evangelism or anything like that? Anything you want to add to that tonight? Thank you very much. Jacob, thanks for coming in, man. Yep, yep, anytime. All right. Hey, you guys have a great Sunday night. Hopefully we'll see you next week, all right? Frost Roast Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious Rich Roast Coffee. 
You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org. And contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook, Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI. Also on Insta and Twitter. 